Psachim, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Yud Gimel, 713, the last of the Perik. And the Mishnah is focusing on the obligation to have the Korban Pesach remain inside one's Chabura, inside the group in which he's eating, and which is in the previous Mishnah would normally mean inside the house in which he's eating. But we will see in this Mishnah that there's a possibility of, even in one home, having two different Chaburas. And even if they're eating on from the same Korban Pesach, that is even acceptable. Um, and that's going to be okay, but each Chabur needs to keep distinct from the other, and you can't transfer Korban Pesach, your half of the Korban Pesach, if you will, from one Chabur to the other Chabur, even in the same house, even in the same room. And therefore, the mission says, If you have two groups, and each are eating separately, but they're in one home, and they're even eating from one Korban Pesach. So, Group A can face one direction and participate in their Korban Pesach, and the El Hovchenes Pneim Behelech Helech Vaochen, and the other group can face the other direction, and they can also eat the Korban Pesach. And that, that's okay, that's acceptable. They're considered two different um, Chaburas, and certainly one can't transfer their, their half of the Korban Pesach from one group to the other, but that's sufficient. Um, according to the Rambam, what this is saying here is a little different. It's that they are required to turn their backs one from the other, so that it's clear that they're two separate Chaburas that won't come to mix between the two. The mission continues on and says, There can be a hot water urn between the two chaburos. So, according to the way that most learn, like the Bartunur, etc., um, what we're saying here is, even if there is one hot water urn that's serving both of the two chaburas, that's okay. That doesn't combine. They're still distinct. That's, there's no problem. We're not afraid that they're going to, so to speak, meet at the water cooler and, and the water heater, if you will, and, um, and transfer one to the other. Um, no problem. Just so you should know what's going on over here, just to paint the picture more fully in your head. Uh, as everyone knows, you have these arbacosos, the four cups of wine at the Pesach Seder. In the time of the Mishnah, they would do their mazigas akos. They would dilute their wine with water. And the water they used was actually warm water. They drank wine kind of warm. Um, mostly warm water with some wine added to it. That's how they drank their wine back then. So this is actually going to be an active hot water station, which is going to be used throughout the Pesach Seder, people going back and forth, and yet it's permitted. According to Rambam, who's concerned more about these groups staying visually distinct, he understands that the water cooler, the water, the mecham, the water heater, if you will, is their bedavka as a heker. It divides the two groups. So you have something divided into two groups. That's a necessity. Now, you could have someone acting as a waiter uh, for both of these two chaburas. So he's Jewish, he's participating in one Pesach Seder, um, but he's also acting as a waiter for the other one as well. So the Mishnah says, When this waiter, who's eating it with group chabura A, um, gets up to get the wine for group B, kofets es piv, he has to um, shut his mouth. And even look away, till he gets back to his his chabura, his group, and then he can eat again. The idea is that he has to keep his mouth shut the whole time he's serving the other chabura, so that um, no one should suspect he's also eating from their korban pesach, and which would be forbidden. Clearly, he's only belonged to one; he's only allowed to belong to one chabura. Again. Let me speak this out and make sure it's clear. Even if we have one Korban Pesach divided into two halves, each half of the Korban Pesach belongs to one half, one Chabura, and you can't even um, participate in both halves, if you will. So according to the way the Bartura most learn, 
he's keeping his mouth shut to avoid any doubt of him participating or eating from their half of the Korban Pesach. Again, according to the Rambam, um, he's concerned about the commingling. Therefore, when it says kofas, it's piv. What he means is that the waiter, if he has food in his mouth, and the, sorry, I should say that food is Korban Pesach meat in his mouth. So now it will be a violation for him to go and eat it with them over there. He has to eat it with his chambura. So when it says he shuts his mouth, it means as opposed to chewing. He doesn't chew anymore. He he keeps the food in his mouth. Um, and then when he finishes serving that group, he will come back um, to his chaburah. When he comes back to his chaburah, then, then he'll swallow what was in his mouth. Okay, the last part of the mission is talking about a special dispensation that goes for a kala, a newlywed girl. So she might be embarrassed of her new family and sort of uncomfortable with them watching her eat. And therefore, we're going to have leniency and say, Vahakala, such a girl, I'm saying girl because they were married quite young. She is, yes, allowed to turn her face away from a chabura, and eat like facing away from them. Even though normally that would be disallowed because we're concerned again that it looks like she's like joining the other group. She's moving away from her chabura, which doesn't look right and therefore would be inappropriate. Um, since, of course, she's in fact sitting with her chabura, she just has her face turned away. We're going to be lenient and allow that to happen um, because of the consideration of her discomfort. We want her to be comfortable at her pace of later. Um And again, that. There's no machlokas in this Mishnah, as there hasn't been for much of the parak. The halach is like the Mishnah.